Thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today we're joined by Jamie Bauer. Hi, Mrs. Bauer. Hello. Thank you for being here. And today we're chatting with Mrs. Bauer about a Montessori life. So recently we held a parent education on-site in Bandek uh, about a Montessori life, some of the aspects of classroom life that sometimes translate well to life at home. And we put this together because we often get questions from families about, oh, my child always tidies up after herself at school. Why doesn't she tidy up after herself at home? Or what can I do to help my child at home? She's independent at school and she's taking care of these things and very capable. How can I translate these things into life at home? And so we put together a few thoughts about how to incorporate some Montessori principles into life at home that hopefully are going to help make things a little bit easier, are going to translate naturally into your life. And just like everything else that we talk about, this isn't a list of things that have to be implemented, but perhaps they are ideas that get you thinking about areas where there might be a little bit of discomfort or perhaps even a little bit of conflict of trying to get out the door in the morning or feeling rushed or trying to set up systems in place that can make things be a little bit easier and hopefully this podcast and the accompanying blog post can help you think about your own unique family situation in a way to take what's helpful from this podcast and these ideas and make it your own. So, Mrs. Bauer, you are experienced in two different ways. Yes. So, uh, you're both a Montessori educator, mm-hmm. and for the past little more than a year, you've been a Montessori mom. Yeah. So, can you speak about that a little bit, about your training and about parenting? Yes. So, I'm birth to three trained in Montessori, mm-hmm. and I've had a couple years, five or so, experience <laughs> working in a Montessori classroom. Yeah. And... One year as a Montessori parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are those roles symbiotic? Are they identical? <laughs> what goes on I there? wish they were symbiotic, uh-huh. but they can transfer. Mm-hmm. There are things at home that carry over to school and things sure. from school that I've been able to carry over to home. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. So how does your home differ from the school environment. Let's let's start yeah. out with what's what's similar. What have you chosen to bring home? Yeah, so at home we do keep low shelves mm-hmm. in areas that my daughter uses. So her mm-hmm. bedroom and the living room each have a low shelf with materials on them that mm-hmm. call to her interest. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bookshelf. Yeah, so yeah. with those materials that call to her interest, are those Montessori materials? Are those toys? What kind of stuff do you um, have It out? kind of varies, and that's one place we're a little different. I try to use what I can from home. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a work that I purchased online mm-hmm. that is a quote-unquote Montessori work, sure, we put together things that we have at home, like a spice jar that we can put little straws into to Mm -hmm. do fine motor work. Mm -hmm. But then also there are certain things that I knew would be beneficial to have at home, Mm -hmm. like something called the object permanence box. And Mm -hmm. that's not something I felt I could make or scrap together. So, yeah. So it's not only Montessori materials, but your Montessori training kind of benefited you to notice and observe things differently than you might 
as a parent without Montessori yeah. training. So you can supplement it, but it's not the full curriculum. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is helpful given that your daughter is now a student. Yeah. Yeah, so, is she, so she has complementary materials at yes. home and at school. But is that necessary for families? Not at all. The work that they do at school, we always say, is enough. Mm-hmm. And so... You don't ever, as a parent, have to feel like, I need to have exactly what's in the classroom for Mm -hmm. my child to be successful. Mm -hmm. Montessori is all about following the child, and so you can look and see what they're interested in or what you find them gravitating towards Mm -hmm. and try to just find things that will help cater to that. Sure. So you have everything laid out on a low shelf. Yes. They happen to be materials or toys or work. Could a family do that just with puzzles oh, or duplos or any toys absolutely. that they have at home yes we and like i'm a normal parent who mm-hmm. has some normal toys we try to stay away from like battery powered things sure. or you know certain things but we do have a but like a bucket of rubber balls because our daughter really loves to roll and throw and yeah. so we have in a little like a little bin mm-hmm. a bin of balls and that gets dumped out daily mm-hmm. but then she can tidy it up and so sure. You don't have to have specific wooden, beautiful, you know, the idea of a Montessori classroom. Your shelves sure. or whatever you have for your child, your child's work area doesn't have to be like a Montessori Instagram. Sure. It can be whatever you have around already, yeah. but to make sure that it's organized and like manageable for your sure. child is really important. So what's a benefit to having a shelf rather than uh, a toy box? Exactly. Um I just like to talk to parents about, like, imagine if you had to get ready for the day and all of your clothes were in one box, and so Mm -hmm. you had to dig through and pull things out, pull Mm -hmm. things out, and then once you found your outfit, your floor is a mess, and then it's chaos having to put that all back in. It feels tiring, and it's the same with toys. If toys are in a toy box, it's not as easy for the child to find what they want. And then if things get pulled out, then it all has to go back in. Sure. And it just feels like a big work for them. Yeah. And if it's a mess in the bin <clears throat> and a mess on the floor, it's, yeah. it's both a mess. Yeah. So it might not get put away. Exactly. And just in a bin doesn't necessarily feel like put away. Yeah. So if everything has a home, mm-hmm. there's possibly a higher likelihood oh, yes. that things might get put away because we know where they go and that's part of the gift of the Montessori classroom is that every every material has one place Mm -hmm. and so it's very clear where it goes back to do you have more toys and materials than you have shelf space oh absolutely we try to rotate weekly or every other week Mm -hmm. um just kind of watching what she's interested in Uh and so we have in our closet a like a tub full of books. We mm-hmm. don't put all of her books out at once, though. I'm yeah. sure she'd love it. But yeah. <laughs> when we have more than five or six out, then she, then it becomes chaotic, and then Absolutely. there's books all over. And mm-hmm. the same with materials. We we just have like two little cube shelves, mm-hmm. and so we fit a couple works on the bottom, and they're each in their own spot, and then uh-huh. a couple works on top. So we have four five or six things out Mm -hmm. and they each have a spot Mm -hmm. and when I notice something doesn't get used or it's getting used the wrong way (laughs) then it goes into the closet into the tub and something new comes out lovely and so you mentioned books how do you have books arranged we have a bookshelf Mm -hmm. similar to the classroom Mm -hmm. but if that's not an option at home Mm -hmm. I know some families who put a couple books in a basket sure or they arrange them 
not in like just a big pile on the floor. Yeah. They're arranged kind of like a showcase, either standing up or in a line or something. Mm-hmm. So they have a space. Yes, they Whether do. that's a bookcase or yeah. a shelf or a special area of the yeah. home. But it's clear that this this is where they belong when yep. they're done using yes. it. Yes. It sounds like another beautiful aspect of having things arranged in this way at home might be that even if we as adults end up tidying up after mm-hmm. a child, which happens rarely, although occasionally in yeah. the classroom, sometimes something happens and we need to provide yeah. some assistance, although the children are fairly independent. But at home, the dynamics are a little bit different. Oh, yes. And as a parent, you might end up tidying up after your mm-hmm. child or with your child. Yep. And having a limited scope of materials and books and having each item have a home means that it's not overwhelming. Yep. That even if everything were to end up out mm-hmm. all at once, it'd be okay. Yes. Because you can, if I yep. can tidy it up in under two minutes, then even a 15-month-old child can exactly. have to tidy this exactly. up. Exactly. So even if everything, the, the uh, straws were on the floor yep. and the balls and all the books, we can still do this. It's yes. not unmanageable. <laughs> Lovely. Yep. And so what recommendations do you have particularly for families of children under three? So I feel really satisfied in knowing that we have made our home a place that our child can safely explore. Mm-hmm. Um, she's never been limited to being in like a bouncer or mm-hmm. a, a walker or anything like that. We've always yeah. maintained as much child proofing as we've needed to for her yeah. development. And yeah. so she's been able to freely explore the house. And yeah. so that means we accommodate to her in areas that she's needed and now that she's walking and on the move and (laughs) wanting to be a little bit more helpful and a little bit more curious now she has her own cupboard in the kitchen and she has her own space in the bathroom lovely yeah so what's in her cupboard in the kitchen yeah so all of her different like water bottles sippy Mm -hmm. cups or now she has a couple little shot glasses that she uses because she's since coming to school, she's so successful using a glass. Yeah. And then we keep some snack down there that she can sure. access whenever she wants. And we, like, pre-fill it to what we would think is a suitable snack. And she sure. can go get snack if she needs it. Yeah. Um, what would be the benefit of having those things available to her as she needs them? Yeah. So she gets the confidence of knowing she can go get it by herself. She doesn't have to find me. She doesn't have to ask for my approval. Mm-hmm. She... She's independent, Mm -hmm. and that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. It also sounds like there could be pieces of, like, self-regulation of determining when I'm hungry and when I'm thirsty. Absolutely. Which could pave the way for even an adult's healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with with regulating needs, a healthy relationship with food, and with noticing how your body's feeling and what do you need Mm -hmm. to do about it. Absolutely. You're setting her up for lifelong success. So were there any challenges that surprised you yeah as she grew so when she was a baby we kind of followed Montessori curriculum as best we could doing mobiles and different rattles and things Mm -hmm. but we were amazed at how quickly she picked up on our behaviors oh (laughs) good and bad with things like things that are so easy for an adult to do, like moving mm-hmm. quickly across a room, sure. they perceive it as like chaotic running. Yeah. Or like if you need to toss something into a room because yeah. that's the room it's going to go into. Yeah. They see you toss those things and then they want to toss things. Sure. 
So when you noticed that she might be throwing things, uh, what was your response to that? Yeah, it was, it was at first like shock and then like, what, why is this happening? And then as a couple, my husband and I had to talk about like, well, we need to look at our actions and what are we doing and make a conscious, conscious effort to be more intentional with our actions. Yeah. And then instead of being punitive, because things were getting thrown, we found a way to, like, what can she throw? You can throw a ball. So let's go outside and we'll practice rolling and throwing and, yeah, find ways she can do it. So if it's something developmental rather than perhaps a learned habit, Mm -hmm. finding a different way to meet that need. So that would be, in Montessori, what we call follow the child. Yes. Noticing what they're doing and what, if anything, do I need to do about it? Yes. Oh, man. So a lot of learning for you as a parent. <laughs> yeah. That hypothetically, theoretically, <clears throat> you have this knowledge already yes. as a classroom <laughs> teacher, but then applying it to your mm-hmm. own self, was that challenging? Oh, yes. Yeah. It, every day. Every day it is. Lovely. So a couple of the things that we talked about in parent education are independence. And so at this young age, we're really working on developing independence. Mm-hmm. And we think of that as an emotional word of, you know, moving off to college. <laughs> um, but everything a child is doing at this young age is an act of independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to think of it um, in terms of this is a need that was met for a child by an adult in babyhood. Mm-hmm. And now they're working to meet that need themselves. Yep. So walking we're happy to carry a child Mm -hmm. but now she's working on walking and we don't we don't mourn that yeah it's a good thing exactly or you and i spoke previously about feeding yeah you know if a child was nursing or a child needed to be fed we were happy to do that Mm -hmm. but it's also a joyful experience when a child starts to be independent or talking that's an independence that's achieved at this early age so we can help them continue with these levels of independence Mm -hmm. that not only meet their own needs but then even can start to help out the family absolutely and help them make a contribution Mm -hmm. and this is beneficial in two ways that there's the internal benefit of feeling like I get to contribute I matter I'm Mm -hmm. big enough and I'm not just being taken care of I can also care for others Mm -hmm. but also there's a little bit of if it's a child's responsibility it's one less thing for you as an adult to do if a child let's say is responsible for tidying up her own toys Mm -hmm. it's one less thing that you have to clean and it feels so good oh I bet (laughs) Um, so three areas where we talked about our routine responsibility and systems and they kind of work together to Mm -hmm. support this path of independence and these are the aspects of classroom life that can sometimes make their way into home life so what's a routine that you follow at home yeah so since we've started school we've really worked hard on bedtime routine oh lovely making sure we get to bed and Mm -hmm. we're all well rested for the day And so our routine at night is always the same. We do dinner, Mm -hmm. and then after that, we tidy up the high chair or the table Mm -hmm. and the floor, and then we head straight to the bathroom, rinse off in the bathtub, and if it needs to be a full bath, it's a full bath. If Mm -hmm. it's a rinse off and hang out for a couple minutes, we do that, but we make sure it's done every day by like a certain time, lately Mm -hmm. 6.30 or 6.45, when after bath, we get pajamas on, pick out two or three books, Mm -hmm. read books, brush Mm -hmm. teeth, go to bed. Yeah. And it's the same every day. And I find that her knowing 
that this is what we're doing has yeah. made bedtime so much easier. Yeah. We don't have to fight and rock and mm-hmm. coerce her into going to sleep. She yeah. knows what to expect and she can be helpful and like confident that this is what's going to happen. Sure. It's like a security blanket. Yeah. That um, family life is by nature sometimes unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes after school you're able to go right home and play and relax and other yeah. days might require some errands yeah. or might require meeting somebody for a play date and it's all good stuff. It's yeah. all necessary for family life to function. But having those those big pieces in place of a routine right before bedtime can kind of help things settle in mm-hmm. and can create predictability. And some of us are more hardwired that way to love a routine, <laughs> but young children in particular really find safety yes. and security in that routine. And it can help them relax mm-hmm. and ease into their day. It can also be helpful for perhaps avoiding a bit of conflict or a mm-hmm. bit of a tantrum that some days after dinner we play and some days after dinner we go to yeah. bath. And if you want to do one of those things, but we're doing the other thing today, yep. it creates an opportunity oh, for yeah. conflict. But if it's always the same every mm-hmm. day, then we know what to expect. And we can even have little moments of responsibility and independence. Yeah. Where does your daughter's responsibility emerge within that routine? So now she can help with, she's getting kind of helpful with taking clothes off. And oh. so she can, before we get into the bath, she can help finish getting pants off or mm-hmm. with her shirt or whatever. And she can walk over to her laundry hamper and she opens the lid, puts the clothing in, mm-hmm. and then she knows what's next. And yep. she can get into the bathtub and then the end of bath she's working on putting all of her toys away she's really excited to put them in like this bucket we have in sure. the bathroom yeah so does she help with tidying like you said that you tidy oh, yes. the floor does she yep. help with that at all yep and so we give her a cloth to mm-hmm. wipe up her space at her high chair mm-hmm. and then we check afterwards check her body check her hands yep. and then we check on the floor and if she notices little pieces she's really into lifting up lids on things that are high so she'll take little pieces over to the garbage can drop them into the garbage can yeah Yeah. so that responsibility starts from even a youngest child of being able to help a little bit Mm -hmm. and we might need to come back after they're in bed and do a real sweep of sanitizing (laughs) but but they got the moment of feeling like they contributed and that ability is going to grow in tandem to the mm-hmm. point where they might be able to help with chores. They yep. might be able to help with, she's taking care of her own laundry now, of putting things mm-hmm. into the laundry basket. That might translate as she ages into eventually being responsible for helping with the laundry. Yep. In order to have those moments of responsibility within an established routine, there's some adult reflection and putting things in place so that a child can be successful. And we call those systems. Mm -hmm. So what systems did you have to implement so that she could be responsible and independent with this routine? Yeah, so doing it the same every day, keeping that routine, and then like making things accessible, Mm -hmm. showing her how. So first giving kind of a lesson on like, this is how you wipe your table. Yeah. This is where the dirty laundry goes. Yeah. yeah and modeling that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when she puts her clothes in the laundry basket, is that, uh, you know, my hamper's quite tall. I don't have a child at yeah. home. What, what is that for her at home? She, we actually do have a tall one with a mm-hmm. lid 
and I've been meaning to get a smaller one. Yeah. But she, like I said, she's really interested in sure. lifting up things that are high. Sure. And so right now it works well for her. She goes and lifts the lid. Yeah. And then she throws the clothes in, and she's stretched out as far as she can. But yeah. she feels so proud and so happy. That's yeah. what we call in Montessori maximum effort. Yes. U- using every skill you have at your yes. disposal, pushing yourself to your limits. So um, another system it sounds like is having low shelves yes. and having a space for everything, yep. having a cloth available for her mm-hmm. to tidy up after herself. Yep. We look at this in terms of where a family might be encountering perhaps a little bit of discord, perhaps a little bit of conflict, and what, if anything, could be changed to help a child be successful. Yeah. So for instance, a coat, a we relate to school because we couldn't find the coat or it always gets left in the car tucked mm-hmm. under a seat and it's never where we need it when we need yep. it. And so perhaps we want a child to be more independent with their coat. And so we establish the routine of bringing your coat in every day mm-hmm. um, and that can be a child's responsibility. Yep. But we also need to put a system in place. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't need to be something permanent. We don't need to make huge modifications. <laughs> we but- actually just had this yeah because um, for me I was like in the morning frazzled like I can't find the jacket that I want for yeah because all of my things are in a designated spot yes. in the closet yes. and I know where my coats are and so we're figuring out how we can temporarily hang up coat hooks for her that are yes. at her height yeah and so then I know where they are and mm-hmm. she knows where they are and they're accessible and lovely ready to go yeah and yeah. sometimes families implement a system of a basket if they're not yeah. able to change anything or sometimes if it is something like a coat having a hook a temporary hook mounted yep. on the wall a sticky hook yeah. um, for a child and so examining what areas are kind of causing a bit of difficulty or stress or altercation mm-hmm. with a child and what can we do to help make this more accessible yeah. so thank you so much mrs bauer yeah, for sharing your your experience both in the classroom and at home and thank you for listening follow us on facebook twitter tumblr and instagram at bondec and email us with comments questions and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. until next time